0: This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not.
1: And I'm Grace Duffy, and this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. And today we have a treat for you. We have our friend Lisa Donato Glasner. We've invited her to come back on the show to talk about. What's new with Instagram in 2023? So we have the Meadow CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, weighing in on his impressions on what the priority is. We've got Adam Mazzari, head of Instagram, weighing in on his perspective. So we're going to talk about those news updates today about what what they're looking as as a priority we've also invited lisa here today to talk about creating instagram content that's irresistible and relatable given these changes and we're also going to talk about what inspires and creates community connection on instagram and we're going to have some other news kicking it off there were some updates about shopping live shopping all that so we are we are so excited to have lisa on to talk about this
0: yeah, so if you don't know who Lisa DeNoto Glassner is, you really should. I, I love uh, hanging out with her in real life. And also, this is, I think, her second time she's been on the show. She's going to yep. drop a ton of great information for you guys. But she graduated from Columbia University in 1999 and Harvard Law in 2004 before moving on to a big law career in mergers and acquisitions on Wall Street, where she lived an incredibly successful life on paper. That felt pretty empty in reality. So 12 years ago, a marriage, two babies, several moves, and approximately 36,000 hours of work later, she said enough was enough and escaped with only... The vague hope of reconnecting with whatever it was that she was really passionate about. But since then, she's relocated to Walt Disney World and spent the years since running countless miles, teaching herself photography and videography, mothering her two boys, creating core memory candles, and documenting it all on her site, thecastlerun.com, and her Instagram, thecastlerunner, where she hopes that you, too might be inspired to create your own little pocket of joy in the world. Lisa, thank you so much for being back on the show. I'm so glad that you're here.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to have you perform my bio before I do (laughs) often.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much.
2: (laughs) We hear that quite often. Jeff does a great job I don't know.
0: I think I sound like Kermit, but we'll just go with what you said. So um, before we get started, I want to do a big shout out to some of our folks who are watching. We did a big shout out to Michael earlier, um, but Tracy Atkinson. Is here watching. She says pancakes. So where? Oh, maple syrup. So that would be Vermont. Would be? Vermont. I, I bet that. I bet you're right. So, and then Gary Stockton, our friend, is watching over on YouTube. He says, Good morning, you beautiful people from Huntington Beach. I'm assuming he's talking about uh, Lisa and Grace. Uh, and then we have uh, Judith saying, Hey, Judith here from London, Ontario, where it, when someone is going to let uh, social media owners that really get miffed at them changing it all the time. Yeah, we're going to talk about the changes on Instagram. And oh, Tracy says higher. So Canada. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So our, Grace our will get
1: it. with the maple.
0: Yeah. And Lori says good morning. Good morning to you, Lori, as well. So um, I want to do a big shout out before we get started to the sponsors of the show. They're the amazing folks over at Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecamm they just came out with a version four it's amazing you've heard me talk about it before i love it because it gives me isolated not only isolated audio tracks when i'm done but also isolated video tracks so i'll be able to have a clean feed of lisa a clean feed of grace and myself and i can repurpose it for all the ticky talks and all the Instagrammies and all that kind of stuff that's going on and so i love ecamm i really appreciate them for sponsoring the show once again you can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecamm All right, so I pulled an Audible uh, this morning. So we're going to jump down to what we actually had, the third section. But I want to talk about this because Lisa actually – we mentioned Core Memory Candles in her bio, and they're wonderful, by the way. I've got a, yeah. I have got think I have four or five of them, uh, and I was going to bring one in. I forgot about it because my wife steals them all the time, and I can't ever find out where she puts them. But um, they're amazing. She's got her own shop, and she uses Instagram to kind of help funnel people into Core Memory Candles. So I wanted to talk about this because we're all trying to make money in this world. We oughta, all got to survive, and I am really fascinated how Lisa has done this. So... Um, Grace, you want to take the first question as I scroll to it because <laughs> I, I pulled this Audible.
1: Because it's you did pull this Audible. But <laughs> I did. I, I'll, I'll start with the th- part that I'd prepare. And okay. So earlier this year, we'd learned that Instagram was removing the shops tab and removing reels from the center spot in and, and a design overhaul. And This was last month. So, And we're going to talk more about reels, but the, the section was more about uh, shopping. And so this update has plenty of retailers, influencers pretty flustered because – 2020 and then onward, Instagram has been really focused on shopping and live shopping on their platform. It's so just shopping is a big part of it. The ability to see something on Instagram and to be able to buy it on the spot with very little friction was a big thing that they were, that Instagram was pushing and now they are scaling back. And so you know, ultimately this is basically an in-app redesign it should it's supposed to offer a simpler experience streamlining uh more of that instagram experience which we will get into the reasons why about that later and so you still be able to set up and run your shop on instagram and so they're saying continue to invest in it but i don't know so lisa you are someone that has a product beautiful products and you're selling them using instagram so we want to know what you think about this update and how you think it will be affecting people who have built shops livelihoods retail outlets everything on
0: oh you froze a little bit what was the last part yeah what was the last question you was just kind of rephrase your question one more time
1: oh i'm so sorry i was saying that um i wanted to get lisa's impression on this update as someone who has um a shop and sells things on instagram
0: gotcha
2: yeah sorry <laughs> no you're great thank you for that um so i would be um i would be lying if i said that i was phased at all <laughs> <laughs> by this change um I, I don't sell live on instagram i don't have a shop on instagram in fact i think it's super important that your shop not be on someone else's platform or some mm. social media um, you know, platform that can change their algorithm and and change, you know, what, what traffic is being driven to you at any given time. You know, I, I have two Instagram accounts. I have the Castle Runner, which is my personal account, which are, where I should trace my life and share my backstory and my Disney love and running and all that good stuff. And then I have Core Memory Candles, which is the name of my company. Um, if you're not familiar with it, Core Memory is focused on bringing the scents of your vacation home. And so if you love certain scents at Walt Disney World, we've replicated them in these products that you can then bring into your home. And that is that is what my shop is. Um, that being said, I almost only own Core Memory Candles as a handle because I had to own it so nobody else could. Um, right. The vast, vast majority, to say the least, of my marketing, of my engagement, of my strategy on Instagram exists on the castle runner. And the reason for that is that nobody is going to Instagram to shop. If you think people Mm -hmm. are going to Instagram to shop, you are vastly misled. Um, So do what you should be doing from the get go, create your platform, create your shop on your own ground. Right. Which is what we always learn all the time. Right. Do your, do your thing on your own, Mm -hmm. on your own turf right Um, and then use instagram to bring people in to show people how the sausage is made to engage people in your process to create a little bit of fomo when you've got a big pile of boxes going out and you can show that um you can show that out front so bringing people into your process bringing people into engagement with what your day-to-day life is showing them what the heart is behind your product is really what instagram is there for for me if you want to use wonderful tools like Links and stories, which we used to have to earn at 10,000. Now everybody has access to links and stories and things like that. There are wonderful, wonderful tools that you can use on Instagram to direct people to your own turf to make sales. I would suggest simplifying that as much as possible. If somebody shares a review of a particular product or service that you offer, When you share that out because you should always share that out right make Mm -hmm. sure that you link to that product don't link to your website as a whole even though that's quicker link to the specific product so that if i have a wonderful rave review of castillo del moro which is my pirates of the caribbean inspired candle and i link that in my stories or i share that on my stories the link that i'm going to share is going to be For the Castillo de Moro scent product, it's not going to be just for core memory as a whole because you want to simplify things for people as much as possible. But all of that being said, I don't think that Instagram should be used widely as a direct selling platform. I think that's misguided in the long term. I think you want people on your own turf and you can use Instagram just like you always have in order to bring people in behind the scenes and lead people to your own shop. Gotcha. I love that.
0: So one of the questions, I, so, well, first of all, I want you to tell people, like w- when you talk about core memory can, candles, some of the scents that you have, because, you know, some some of the scents, like you don't want to have the scent of the monorail after a hot Florida uh, thing and you're crammed in there leaving the park. That is not a scent that you should replicate. Maybe some people would like that, but not me. Um, so tell some of the scents that you're, I mean, you mentioned that the kind of the Pirates of the Caribbean themed one. I think I have the Haunted Mansion one and maybe there's a snickerdoodle kind of one like a churros, I think it is. That you have so just really quick, just run down a little bit of some of your favorite scents because I think they're really, really cool.
2: So, I have 35 different scents. Thank you for asking. I have 35 different scents. Um, they're all inspired by different things at Disney World, be it attractions or resorts or favorite snacks. Um, so, some of the most popular ones that I have are, of course, Castillo de Moro, which I mentioned, which is Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean. Everybody always says Pirate Water is their number one <laughs> Disney love. Right. Um, so, creating a version of that that you would want to smell in your own home is a little bit of a trick. Um, <laughs> that's obviously <laughs> worth mentioning. Um, also, up there, there's uh, my. One of my biggest sellers is a candle called Ocean Flight, which is that beautiful smell as you're flying over Fiji on Sorin. They also mm-hmm. use it on Flight of Passage um, at the Ocean Sense and some of the resorts like the Contemporary and Beach and Yacht Club. Um, there's a Riviera scent, which is the gorgeous smell of the Riviera lobby. If you're a fan of foods, we've got everything from warm pretzel dough to Dole Whip, which is my pineapple swirl scent. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: um, so like you mentioned Haunted Mansion, it, it goes on and on. But like if you've got to love it, Disney, we can bring it home for you.
0: Yeah, it is very, very cool. I, I love everything about that. And so uh, Chandler says, uh, love that scent. I hope he's not talking about my monorail scent uh, because, that, you know, yeah, Chris says, hot monorail scent coming soon. So uh, we'll send that one special to you, Chris, uh, watching over on LinkedIn. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, one of the things I want to talk about before we kind of move on, and one of the things that, you know, we mentioned a little bit is like live shopping, which they were doing on Instagram Lives, is gone. They have taken that away. Um, probably because of the reasons that you mentioned, Lisa, that you know people really don't go to Instagram to shop, no matter how much Meta wants them to. So, talk about your funnel, like how you know, pe- how do people find out about Core Memory candles? I mean, is it just very organic? You're like, hey, I got a new scent, or hey, it's Valentine's Day. I mean, like, what, how did, what's the funnel to get them in? I know it's that's marketing speak, and everyone goes, ooh, marketing funnel, but like. For you, it's very organic. You're like, I have this and, you know, and you're a very good photographer. So you, it's really staged really nicely. So people who are struggling with like using Instagram to actually help sell, what are some of the tips that you give them?
2: So I, I think that you know, what we mentioned before, just being very specific and right. how you're directing people is very important because you want to value someone's time as much as you value your own. And if you're expecting them to buy off of your stories, then don't create a, a a maze for them to, right, to right. work their way through in order to find your product um, All that being said, like when you talk about funnels and, you know, other techniques, it, it almost mm-hmm. seems a little ugly and too little right. literal for me because I really, truly do use Instagram the way that I was just saying, like the core memory candles platform exists. But for me, it's more sharing the love for this thing that we all have of, of Disney and building the community behind that and figuring out what they need and then figuring a way to serve that to them. And so inspiring shopping to me is more just along the lines of sharing my love for this thing that I sell a version of. And.
0: Um, do you have a, do you have like a, I guess, you know, and wants a formula, like I only do one yeah. shopping post a week, or do you just like, Hey, I'm getting all these order outs. I'm taking a kind of behind the scenes shot of everything that's going on in my life. Here's all the orders we're putting out for Christmas or whatever. Or like, is it, do you even have a plan or is it just like, I'm here, you know, I'm doing research on this scent for this new candle that I'm coming out. How how do you like plan for it? I guess I think, you know what I'm saying?
2: So I think like as you're communicating on Instagram, it's not like I have a specific plan or a specific fraction or a specific way that I set my my timeline out, you know, for the month ahead. So much as I'm just keeping in mind at all times that you're serving your community and you're creating value for them. And so you should never be walking like the the first thing that you show in a post that your goal is to sell should never be your product. Mm. Because you want to hook people first into like the the lifestyle draw into you into you know the the the, the problem that you're going to solve for them, right? right? So if I'm scrolling Instagram and the first thing that I see in like an ad post or a reel or anything else is like a candle in your face, right. I'm scrolling on. Right. I'm scrolling on real real quick. Right. And everybody else is too, right? So. You want to hook people in first, show them something interesting, something entertaining, something, you know, show me the haunted mansion before right. you sell me a haunted mansion candle, because that's right. what I want. I miss the haunted mansion. That's what I want to see. So show me the right. haunted mansion. Then show me your picture of your happy haunt candle that you can solve my problem <laughs> with. Um, you know, and DMS, we're going to say this so many times, so many times during the course of this conversation, because it has become so important on Instagram, DMS, 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 emphasize your availability, communicate with people, you are going to have so much more turnover from a one on one interaction with a human being than you are from selling yourself in a reel. so that call to action, whether it's to click through to your link or to reach out to you directly, if you have more questions, I am so meticulous about making sure that at all times I have a fully developed list of what all of my scents are and what they're targeted to and what a great gift is for someone. And I can serve that up to you at any given time or I'm happy to have a a one on one conversation with you. But I think like DMs are such an overlooked part of Instagram because they happen behind the scenes, but they are really the building blocks for the relationships that teaches mm-hmm. Instagram who you're close to and who-
0: Gotcha. So, one of the things one of the reasons I love Uh, When I, when I, you know, when you're teaching, when I'm seeing you at a conference or uh, just watching you or we're having this conversation is you're very organic and you're also very, Mm -hmm. the, the way you it's, it's not a hard sell, which I love. And it's all about the relationship. And you're talking about DMs uh, bringing, you know, bringing people in that way. And, you know, we try to do that on the show. We try to bring in, like uh, Michael said, so Ocean Flight is great because he's he loves that candle and uh, he wow. loves your product. So, I, I mean, I, I love that interactivity. And I the way you do that with the DMs, I think, is kind of similar. Um, one of the questions I when you're talking about this, uh, how far ahead – on your Instagram, are you planning? Like, do you have the month laid out for all your posts? And like when you're, you know, all the stuff you're going to do on there, like you seem like a planner to me. I mean, especially for your background. <laughs> I just want to know, like, do you have a content calendar for the year or like how far ahead are you thinking?
2: So I have a skeletal content Calendar for the year that I sort of try to plan out more specifically with an upcoming month. So I go into the year knowing like these are my yearly sales. This is what I want to be promoting. This is when this specific race is happening. So maybe this specific scent, maybe my showered scent, which is very fresh and wakes mm-hmm. you up, is going to be more popular during dopey weekend. And maybe, you know obviously you know very merry and winter lodge are going to be my biggest sellers during the christmas season and so i kind of know like what my seasonal schedule is and what my sales are going to be um and sort of from a shop i I look at it from a shop perspective so i think about sort of like what my flow is for the year what my cycle is for the year like what the you know when valentine's day is when christmas is when the fourth of july is when the anniversary of me opening the shop is and i and i when i kind of play out based around that Mm -hmm. and for me it's almost more the opposite so if i know i'm going into for example the holiday season where i'm going to be obnoxiously posting all of the time because i've got to communicate my sales and everything else i know during that time that i need to be serving up that much more non-selling content because Mm -hmm. you need to be offering so so much more value In exchange for what you're asking for in return and so i can look at my social schedule and see that i'm going to be needing to sell so much more during these three months and so what that signals to me is that i need to be creating more unrelated content to selling during those Mm -hmm. months so that i can continue to deliver value to people as i'm amping up needing to talk more about what i do for a living
0: gotcha can you can you explain real quick what dopey Weekend for so people who don't know what dopey weekend is that sounds like they're just letting people like me into the park but what is actually dopey weekend
2: i'm sorry i make these references um so dopey weekend somewhat off the subject of instagram although i cover it heavily is the craziest race weekend at okay. disney so there's four different race weekends at disney and usually there are a 5k a 10k and a half marathon over the course of three days dopey weekend called dopey because you've got to be nuts to do it which we all <laughs> gotcha. are Is the same exact schedule, except at the very end they had a full marathon. So you're doing 5K Thursday, 10K Friday, half marathon Saturday, full marathon Sunday.
0: Oh my gosh, that that does not sound fun to me. That
2: is very when I know that's coming. (laughs) Like I'm thinking, all right. So what kind of smells are going to be appealing to people? Probably not sugared churro, right? (laughs) Well, maybe that maybe that is perfect for somebody during W weekend. But probably as I watch people go by is well. what it
0: would be like as I'm eating my churro, watching people go by. That would be <laughs> for me. perfect. Uh, so the Chris has a question I think, Grace, you wanted to ask, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So uh, Lisa said something really brilliant about show, sharing your availability and then being very responsive on DMs. And that I think that got us all going. And so Chris Stone, our friend here, has a question. He says, what is your Instagram bio link strategy, specifically getting people off the rented land? Is it just a basic site or specific options like a link tree? Uh, so share with us how you... You um, share like your your availability and also get these links out there so that you are directing people from Instagram to your place without making it that like maze you're talking about.
2: Yeah, so that was more geared towards stories when you're sending out specific links. Mm. So I, I personally have a link tree, whatever works for you. I haven't I haven't really looked into my options in a while. I still have link tree. Um, but, you know, that's where you can kind of set up. If you look at my bio, my link tree, there'll be like the general blog post, um, a specific site to an about me, like kind of the, the list of where you want people to go. If you only want people to go to one place, all the better. Use that as your link in your bio. But what I would emphasize more as far as a bio is concerned, and I think we should probably take a step back here you know, and understand that the Instagram algorithm works first at an account level and then it works Hmm. at a post level. And so when I'm talking about your bio, I want to be talking less about your link and more about your SEO strategy. Like you should, and and, and this is something that we should talk about more as we go, but as Instagram's AI algorithm gets stronger, we should be using it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's getting really good at learning who we are and who we should be serving up our content to. And so the degree to which you can niche down and then just pack everything that you do with niche related verbiage whether it's your bio your your name the description of what you are after your name your captions the pop-up text in your reels that should all be like really 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 heavy with niche related verbiage Mm -hmm. um you know and that is what will draw the people in Um, you know, you can reference the link in your bio as much as you want. And if you can get people to take the several steps to, to go there, that's lovely. But I think it's a lot more important to think about the links that you're serving up day to day in your stories, which are going to be more specific and taking people exactly where you want to go.
0: That is great advice. And yeah, let's, uh, let's keep that conversation going because I think that's really interesting. We have some more uh, questions. Amber says, do you ever clean up your profile or your, you know, or archive content? If so, how do you choose what to archive? No. <laughs> you just, it's always there? You just leave I it? don't.
2: I mean, I, I think that as, as you develop as a creator, I think it probably makes sense to look back at your older content just with an eye toward like what people that are finding you today are going to be binging.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't think anybody's scrolling six years back in your bio to see the picture that you took of your cat before
1: you had a major
2: Instagram following, but maybe that is a little weird to still have there. So kind of, I mean, I think it's worth kind of occasionally scrolling back in your archives and thinking like, okay, is this content that I served up when I had a following of 15 people that was mostly my family, the same thing that I want people to be seeing now that I have 50,000 followers, most of whom I don't know. So I would, I would like from a personal safety and oversharing perspective, <laughs> <Right>. perhaps <laughs> rethink, um, you know, what you want to archive and what you want to put away, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's your journey, it's your path. I think people, you know, have a right to see it and, um, you know, look at how much of it. Okay. So we're both very good friends with, our friend Lou, right? right? How much of a riot would there be if he took down that first awful six minute podcast, right? <laughs> right? right. Because it's like <laughs> it's his origin story and we all want to see that. And I think like we should all give ourselves the same grace and realize that as people are finding us, they do want to look back and kind of see who we are and what we came from. And unless you from a personal perspective, feel like you don't want to be oversharing to this new large community right. that's consuming you. And um, I don't think that there's a need to to pare back.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the uh, the question, Amber. That's, that's awesome. And we have one from Gary. You want to take that one, Grace?
1: Yep. It's, it, it's great. We're, I was just getting into a conversation with my friend, Kelly, our friend, Kelly Marabella about content and dry how like good content, no matter what your strategy is, just, it always starts with good content. But he has a question about does content drive
2: follower count or engagement with the community? It's a really great question. And I could write a book. <laughs> <laughs> i hope you um, do one day so you need to we're, we're jumping around we're jumping around a lot obviously which is phenomenal but i i think that the type of content that you're choosing to serve up should First, first of all let's take a step back before we answer that question right you need to know what your goal is right right mm-hmm. are you on instagram to maximize your follower count for some reason that's not just the numbers, because you should not be on Instagram just for dopamine hits of your follower count. But are you in there just for growth? Are you in there for engagement? Are you in there to sell a product? Are you in there to make money directly on the platform? You know, figure out what your real goal is. And if your goal is growth, then you can put your energy into that. And Mm -hmm. it it really, it's the sort of content that you're choosing to serve up. If you're serving up reels, which is what we'll talk about a lot, I'm sure. But if you're serving up reels, then you're gonna, your content is going to lead more to growth than if you're serving up certain types of photography, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, the, the reels are extremely powerful because they are made to potentially cause small creators to go viral,
1: right?
2: Mm. Because they're trying to mimic that. Dopamine hit and excitement of TikTok, where the small, the, the fun of TikTok, TikTok as a creator to a certain extent, right, is that you just never know. Right. The smallest right. creator in the world, if you're pumping out a certain number of TikToks every day, you're eventually going to go viral. Like something is going to go viral. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that has value is something that we can discuss very, very separately. But understand that they are trying to mimic that excitement in reels and they're trying to push out small niche creators and so if you're focusing your energy on things like reels you are going to have growth more so than if you're focusing your energy elsewhere
0: so like i know gary uh, because his goal and he's talking for his business is reaching more business owners help them with credit education because that's what his his business does so would you say like for that because you can't go on Instagram and say, Hey, let's check your credit credit score. I mean, that's like an ad. You wouldn't want to do that. I would think for Gary, it'd be more like getting them to education, like help them like, okay, here's some small business tips. Maybe, I don't know. Um, something like that. So you're, you're driving engagement and trying to build that community instead of just hard selling. Am I, am I thinking of what you're thinking, Lisa?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, you know, if if you're if you're a business owner, like in that situation, I think I, I'll go back to your bio first. Mm-hmm. You're starting with your bio and then down the flow to every piece of content that you create. You should be niched down as and niching down, I think, is increasingly important on Instagram because Instagram, as the number of people on the platform is growing and the AI is developing on the platform, it's becoming more and more important for Instagram to very easily understand who you are, what you're doing and who your audience should be, Mm -hmm. right? So starting with your bio and then going on from there, you should be packing your verbiage with Mm -hmm. who you are, what you're doing, talk to your audience, tell them what problem that uh, that they have that you can solve, Mm -hmm. and then use your, your content to build up that trust and that authority in order to have you be the person that they come to when they do have a question. Mm. So you know, deliver value like you, you should not be selling your product in your reels. You should be coming up with a number of topics that you can educate people on. And then at the very end of that piece of content or in the middle or wherever you think it naturally fits in. Tell them to follow you for more. Tell them that you deliver this sort of content twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 12 o'clock. And then if somebody loves that kind of content, they're going to follow you and stick around. Um, so deliver value. And then in the context of that reel or whatever it is that you're doing, tell them that you deliver this value regularly. Then encourage the DM. And then you have an one-on-one conversation with somebody who already knows that you're an authority on the subject. And when they have need, they're going to come to you.
0: Mm. Awesome. So I want (laughs) to... So Gary says, great advice, particularly the bio description. So thanks, Gary, uh, for asking that question. And then uh, speaking of fans, uh, your fans seem to be here. So Chandler says, where do I buy your book, Lisa? I'll be first in line. So uh, you got Now you got a book to write on top of every uh, everything else. Um, by the way, um, one of the things before we move on, I want to talk about because we talked about DMs at the start of this section, and something that just rolled out. And like I told Lisa, like in the green room, like, hey, this is something. What do you know about it? She's like, uh, I don't know. Because it's so <laughs> new, right? So it's actually, the what has just um, came out is like, um, and I actually when I went into Instagram, I updated uh, my app and I got a pop-up wanting to know if I wanted to be on the wait list. So if you're wanting to get this feature, make sure you go and update Instagram if you haven't done that and check it out. It actually showed up in my messages where it popped up. So what it is, is uh, they're rolling out a new broadcast chat feature for Instagram called Channels. Zuckerberg says that the new offering is designed to enable creators to share all sorts of public messages to directly engage with their fan following. So I don't know how that works with the algorithm, but if it's like, Hey, I got a new live show coming out, you know, come in and join here. That would be very, very cool. So uh, it actually was built for Zuck to actually talk to, you know, get through things, get through and talk to the people he wanted to. So it's a test right now with his top creators uh, that are based in the U S but it's going to expand the launch in the next few months. So this just like came out this morning. So make sure you guys check that out uh, on your Instagram. But I think it's another, maybe it's more of a wide kind of DM thing where you can engage people. I don't know, but it seems kind of cool. So uh, check that out. If you haven't. Yeah,
2: I don't have it yet. I've, I've, I've heard that it's rolling out and I think it's exciting because anytime that Instagram, first of all, Be an early adopter to to like anything that they put out because Instagram is excited about their new tools. And when you jump on them first, they will push you out. So Mm -hmm. whether it's the little notes now in the circles above the messages or whatever, whatever it is that they're rolling out, they're excited about it. And if you're using it, that's great. So be an early adopter. Um, but also, like, there's no relationship status on Instagram, right? There's no friend list mm-hmm. like they have mm-hmm. on um, Facebook. There's, you know, there's mutual follows and that kind of thing. But Instagram needs signals to know that you're close enough to somebody for them to be serving a, your content to them. So mm-hmm. that's why DMs are so insanely powerful. If you're DMing, go into your own message, mess, your own stories, like your own go into your instagram like look at your stories list or like look at those notes bubbles those new notes bubbles who are you seeing first Mm. you're seeing the people you interact with yeah um if you follow somebody who doesn't follow you back that's to some extent a signal to instagram that you're very interested in them look at the ways look at who's showing up in your feed at the top of your feed and then see to the extent to which you can reverse engineer that right Mm. so in order for it to putting you at the top of other people's feeds um and DM, i mean dms all day long are the they are the most intimate version right. of communication to say the mm-hmm. least on instagram and that's why they're such silently powerful things because you can't see them but they are the most intimate and powerful version of communication of, of an exchange that you can have on Instagram. And so that's the best sign that Instagram has that you're close to somebody. If you're DMing somebody regularly, they're going to be serving up your content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this new tool, this new channels tool, which seems to be a way to sort of foster a conversation right. amongst a larger group of people just seems to me, sort of like, a, it's not the intimacy of a DM, right, right, right. but it gives you like the people power of a DM. And so you're kind of, you're, it's giving you the, the ability to like have this powerful version of communication with a larger group of people and maybe even foster communication between them. We'll have to see how it works.
0: Yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder if it's going to be like an announcements channel. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, maybe you can cut through a little bit of the algorithm. I don't know. But I'm, co- you know, so Jim just said he got, uh, he goes, he just got his as well. He's re- He just requested early access. So once again, yeah. make sure you check your Instagram, update the app. And like mine had a, a pop-up on there. And then Pat Mills, my friend Pat Mills says, finally made it on here. So late. You're never okay. late. You're never late to the party, Pat. You bring the party with you. So thank you so much for coming today. Um, By the way, speaking of parties, don't forget uh, my friends over at Ecamm. You can find out more about them at newslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They make the party happen here every Friday. Uh, We really appreciate them for sponsoring the show. And it's a great product. Awesome. You have isolated video tracks, isolated audio tracks. Version 4 just rolled out. So make sure you check them out at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. All right, Grace. Now we're going to back on track after I did all this stuff. Uh, now we're talking about would, AI, AI like recommended the, content. So I would
1: just like the audience to know that the last 15 minutes has just been Jeff just going off. Like I didn't even know this was happening. That's
0: so. the way the cookie crumbles here at social media we are live. Because live I like enjoy. I once again, it's free uh, consulting for me, and then all your questions are have been awesome. So um, yeah, let's rule this out before we go into this AI recommended content because it kind of sort of. Uh, kind of goes into it uh chandler asks is there value in posting to multiple platforms like how do you manage dm and facebook messenger emails etc because yeah there's stuff happening all over like i talked with lisa a lot of time on messenger i've also done it talked to her on on you know on instagram dm so what's the best how do you manage all this stuff lisa because i know you're on instagram a lot you're in other places as well like is there a tool that you use how do you manage it all
2: I mean, I think like find the platform where your community is and lean into that. And then to the extent that you can be elsewhere, like if I'm not active on TikTok, but if I have a great reel, I try to share it there and Mm. it might not get the attention from me on TikTok that I would love to give it. But at least I'm pushing the content out and I have a historical presence there for if I ever blow up on TikTok. (laughs) Right, (laughs) (laughs) Just Um, in case. But no, I mean, I I think just, you know, kind of lean into where your audience is, is is the main, the main goal. Mm -hmm. And then to the extent that like you can't be everywhere because you can't be honest with your community. Like you see people say all the time and I'm always impressed by it. And I try to do it myself, you know, when I need to is just say to people like, I'm not great at keeping up with blank. Mm -hmm. Please reach out to me via email or please reach out to me in my Instagram DMs or commenting on this post is a really great way to reach me because I'm going to be following up on this throughout the course of the day. So like tell people like you're human, right? Like you can't be everywhere at once. And if there is one place where you really try to focus your communications and make sure that you're very meticulous about getting back to people, tell people be like, I might not be able to get back to this, but I will absolutely message you back if you DM me. And it might take me until tomorrow because I'm busy. Just be honest about your right. schedule and where you want people to reach out to you and. Yeah. work. Do the best you can with the 24 hours. That you've like, got.
0: like our <laughs> friend Gary Stockton knows that I am horrible with DMs. He DMs me over on, he's over on Instagram all the time and he'll DM me and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that was so long ago. I'm sorry, Gary. You know, cause I, I don't check that as much as I need to, but Pat, she says she prefers DM on Instagram for business. It seems to be people who really care about what you're posting. Facebook, never know who might message you and what we'll be about. That is true, Pat. You got to watch those messages. But yeah, so I like what Lisa was saying the platform you prefer, drive the people there and uh, talk about it there. So, all right, Grace, sorry, once again. I'll let you go because I okay. went off. That.
1: No worries. This is this is all very helpful information. I'm riveted and Lisa's <laughs> been handling all of your audibles That's quite right. beautifully, by the way. I have to compliment <laughs> her wrong. on like because like I, I send I sent our guest questions and like she was so diligent about preparing for it and I just said, Yeah, we just kinda go off the rails and here we are, off yep. the rails. Off the
0: rails. Off, That's what you be the name off, of our show, off the rails. All right, so great.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Instagram. Okay. So in its four uh, Q earnings call, uh, Meta CEO Uh, Mark Zuckerberg described that the company's plans and priorities in the near future, meaning 2023. And he said it was called the year of efficiency, which unfortunately also meant downsizing their organization. But quite a bit, but it also applies to the content that is looking to promote on the platforms. And not surprisingly, uh, Meta chief executive called out Instagram Reels and the company's algorithmic recommendation engine as two major areas of focus in this coming months, which is not surprising since those are two things. Uh, that type of content and then also the algorithmic, algorithmic recommendations are the big things that have really fueled the fire over at TikTok. So not surprising that they are saying that they are going to be focusing on short form video reels and they're seeing to them that it it is growing quickly. And again, like Lisa suggested that any time that Instagram says we're going to do this, like hop on it. That's what their priority is. That's what they're going to do. And you mentioned earlier in the show about like, if you really want to go viral, you really want that content to just fly and create like fight, get get in front of eyeballs to create these reels. So talk to us about creating reels that create this kind of excitement and engagement and reach. Like, what is the formula? <laughs>
2: that was a lot. <laughs> so that,
0: Yeah. So just take it away, Lisa, because I mean, that's a big question. Yeah. That
2: is a big question, <laughs> Grace. You were supposed to keep us on the rails. No. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, I love Chris's thinking
2: We're off the monorails. Yeah. We're off the monorails. <laughs> so, I mean, for for starters, I mean, I'll I'll just you know be a broken record and and sort of a cliche and just say like don't chase the algorithm any more than you need to, like. The algorithm functions for your purposes, like on a larger scale. And you should be sort of looking at what's trending in your content and focusing on your analytics and seeing what's successful. But like if you post a single reel and it doesn't go viral or take off or any kind of content on any platform, that shouldn't be like, oh, my God, I need to like pair back and delete it and rethink my entire strategy. No, like pick your your approach and then lean into it as best you can and then evaluate how that's working for you over time. So my starting thing is like, don't chase algorithms and don't feel the need to like reinvent yourself. You know, every time something doesn't get received the way that you hoped that it would be received. You know, that being said, I think if you're trying to create reels that generate that reach and that generate engagement, again, like go into it with that SEO mindset. Um, you want to be telling Instagram who you are and what you're serving up so that they know very easily it's, it's all AI driven, right? You're not, there's not like a person here who's like evaluating who you are. There's just like a computer that's scanning what you're inputting and the quality of it and the topic of it and deciding who to push it out to. Um, and so, um, I could go a little, I could go very long on this
0: so, <laughs> to, decide, like, how
2: much to get into. I know that it's um, a lot. I, it is a lot. No, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, as far as the algorithm is concerned, um, you know, it's an ever changing thing. It changes every day. It is AI. It is generated by a computer. If you're chasing it, you are chasing a computer that will never stop changing. So it's not a great <laughs> thing to chase. Um, you know, uh, Instagram has been straightforward twice, like two times in the openly saying what they're doing with the algorithm they have told us that they are prioritizing original content mm-hmm. so you shouldn't just be resharing other people's stuff and you most certainly should not be sharing stuff with a TikTok logo in the corner um, and they are prioritizing quality which means that you should be thinking about if your content is pixelated is it blurry does it fill the entire screen um, is it well lit um, you want to kind of balance that with authenticity and i know that's mm-hmm. a separate conversation that you wouldn't right. that we want to have Um, So don't don't confuse quality with the need to be overly filtered, overly edited, overly produced. Um, A little shaky cam isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, (laughs) You know, so you can you can think about how you can be authentic and not overly filtered and produced, but still have a quality video that. Instagram's AI isn't going to see as being pixelated or poorly lit or poorly put together or overly long. You don't want things to be overly long. You want somebody to watch the entire thing. So think about how you can pair back your message um, and then look back at your analytics to see how people are watching it and how it's being consumed. So if you go 45 seconds, how does that compare to something where you go 15 seconds um, or longer or shorter? Um,
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's a great, cause yeah, that could be a whole other show of like how is the algorithm work and all that stuff and the ai stuff but i think what you what you keep preaching is like you know be authentic and also you know you know go to your strengths and keep you know putting content out and and if something doesn't work one time that doesn't mean it doesn't won't work all the time like if you haven't tried that's the thing it's like i wanted to make sure that um um you know people don't freak out and say well I don't really like creating reels, but that's what I have to do if I want to succeed on Instagram. Yeah. Like you don't have to do that. You could just, if you like to take photos and you're really good at photos and people are engaging with your photos, that's okay to do. Right.
2: And remember too, that like your community should be coming to you for what you naturally enjoy doing and what you do best. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a photographer who takes gorgeous photography, just be a little patient and let your people come to you. It doesn't have to come to you via a viral reel. Right. In fact, like what, like the quality of the followers that you're getting out of a reel that's gone viral is probably not the greatest, right? They're not people that know you well. They're not people that are necessarily interested in what you're interested in. It's just that this one reel that you put out happened to get a lot of traction. And those people are probably going to fall off over time. So while reels are great for growth, and if you're great at reels, or if you enjoy reels, a thousand percent lean into them. like They're phenomenal, but... And, and give them a try. There's different ways to do reels that you might be more or less comfortable with. You don't need to be on camera mm-hmm. um, in a reel. You don't, you know, there's, a, there's no rules to like what does or doesn't work um, in your specific reels. But if you don't want to do reels at all, just maybe be a little more patient on the platform and know that what you are organically growing with content that's true to you and is the content that you want to be producing, the community that you're growing, even if it's growing slowly, is a real community, right? And a community of ten people that love what you're doing and are interacting with you and are buying from you and are wanting to know your day and and, and that are you know, your true fans, your true community, is so much better than a hundred thousand people who followed you because you had a viral TikTok that could care less about what you're doing.
0: Right, that's a great point. Um, and Chris uh, says uh, it all comes back to adding value to the people. Yep. You are serving a great conversation. Thank you, Chris. Absolutely. And um, Pat goes, right, Lisa, I'm a rebel for social media. I run several accounts for small companies, but I post what our followers want to see, not what IG yeah. is telling me. Post it and they will watch. That is what I say. <laughs> That's right, Pat. Uh, so thank you for that comment. Perfect. But one of the things, so jumping right into that is, um, Pat says this too, it seems like IG is pushing photos once again, still shot photos are moving well right now. Aha, Pat, you you hit on, on, on the nail on the head because um, there's some news. This is reported by The Verge. Zuckerberg is saying Instagram Reels will be area of focus. Adam Mossari, the head of Instagram, is out here saying the platform put a lopsided emphasis on uh, videos and Reels last year. And traditional photo posts were worse off before because of that. So he also said we are, we're over-focused on video in 2022. And pushed ranking too far and basically showed too many videos and not enough photos. And he says that since then, Instagram has worked behind the scenes to restore and a more even balance and internal metrics show that it's working. So, Pat, I think that's what you're seeing. And Lisa, because you're a photographer and, you know, you use it for your business and your brand, are you going to change your strategy anymore because of like... It's going to kind of even out more. It's not as much reels and video, or are you just going to keep doing what you're doing and not really change your strategy?
2: So I think that, um, give me a second. So, you know, I, I think Maseri and, um, and Zuck are, are, are talking about two sides of the same coin, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Nasseri is apologizing to his community of largely photograph loving people because that's right. what Instagram initially was and kind of paring back on his, you know, we're no longer a square photograph sharing right, platform. Right. Right. You know, well, is it being a little more honest. I mean, they're not I, I, you know, I think the extent to which they were manipulating the AI to favor reels, they seem to be scaling back on. I know I personally am seeing more engagement and more reach in my picture posts um than i was you know this time last year which is wonderful to see mm. all of that being said you know i think zuck is you know very honest and saying like you know ai is favoring reels because people like reels mm-hmm. <laughs> you know people like video um, and so you know I, I i think that you know the honesty of Zucks paired with you know adam is saying you know we're not trying to manipulate the platform as much as we were anymore you know again just figure out what works for you Um, If you're comfortable exploring reels, absolutely do it. Um, Video is, there's a reason video works. So watching somebody on video or watching a video is a more intimate experience. It's more connective experience than maybe looking at a a photo or listening to a voice. And so Mm -hmm. that's wonderful if you can do that. And I think it's where things are sort of going in the world. And I think learning that is a useful tool um you know but that being said i think it all goes back to what we've been talking about which is that if you have niched down appropriately for your community to be able to find you on instagram because that's very very important and if anything is changing about my strategy it's that i am consciously niching down more as the ai tool is needing more and more to understand who we are um but all of that being said like staying true to yourself and Producing the kind of content that you want to be producing is ultimately going to draw the community that you want to draw. Mm. And so I think patience is a virtue.
0: Gotcha. So one of the things that and I have learned so much from I've attended at least two of your sessions before when you're teaching about Instagram at Momentum and, and it's just it's been great what would what's some advice for somebody who struggles with taking good photos on Instagram? What's like the, what's the super hack that you can give them like to make their photos be just a little bit better?
2: Oh, we've really gone off the rails. <laughs>
0: no, that's in, that's in the notes. I just rephrased it a little bit. So.
2: Well, I mean, you know, I, I think, um, you know, Instagram likes when you use their tools. So if you're super new and you literally just want to do your, your stories, for example, like in app, Instagram really enjoys when you're working in app. So if you can take and edit in app, um, they, they adore that. Um, but just it, it, what does your community want to see and then do the best that you can with it, whether it's, you know, a picture of, you know, how the sausage is made behind your candle shop or, you know, that you're enjoying a moment, um, you know, it, in the parks or, or whatever it is that your mm-hmm. your theme is or your niches of your Instagram account. I mean, I, it's an entirely different topic to talk about. Right. You know, I just, was be,
0: beca- <laughs> because it's, I mean, you're so good. And, and it, we were talking about like, they're kind of moving a little bit back to kind of an even thing with photos. And a lot of people that scared them, just like it scares, you know, some people are scared of video. Some people are like I can't shoot a photo to save my life. So mm. that that's, those are great hacks. So, um,
2: I mean, I think just do it just Do it. it Tell I mean, and and that's it. Just like say to yourself, like, all right, I am, I am invested in Instagram. I think there's a potential for value here. Create yourself, you know, a a schedule, whether it's, you know, that you can create content, you know, five days a week on weekdays for the next month or two days a week or seven days a week, whatever it is that you can commit to, Mm -hmm. and then just sit down and start doing it each day and then lean really hard into your analytics. So if you're not great at taking pictures, but your community connects with the pictures that you're taking, it doesn't matter. So look at the pictures that you're sharing, do a variety of content, think like, all right, my niche is Disney world and run Disney. And so maybe I want to focus a little bit on running content and I want to focus on attractions at Disney world. And I want to focus on tips for somebody who's going to schedule for, you know, going to be, um registering for a race and think about like the sort of different pockets of your niche and how you can sort of schedule content over the course of the next month to address those different pockets in different ways and then go back after the end of the month or real time and look at your analytics. And, you know, filter for whatever your goal is, if your goal is engagement, filter for engagement, if your goal is growth, look at your reach, and how many followers that you're getting out of different posts that you're doing, and then lean into the types of things that seem to be working for you. And then whether you're a photographer or not stops mattering because Mm -hmm. you know, you're delivering the value that your people want to see.
0: So real quick. Our friend Amy Key says, "My favorite Lisa tip is clean your phone camera lens in your shirt before you take a photo. That is more important than you you realize. That is very good. Thanks, Amy, for bringing that." Um, unless yeah. you like
1: having that filtered yeah that like vaseline covered. yeah sometimes vaseline. sometimes you might need sometimes i might need that extra filter yeah. okay that's I not go, what we're we talking about few...
2: when we say authenticity versus that's
1: quality. right, that's right.
2: <laughs> so we just got a few more, more minutes left, left in the bag. you don't want to look like you're covered in vaseline <laughs> right. oh i know right <laughs> or you don't want to look
1: yeah we'll get into all and that's a whole thing other show and
2: you're allowed to look like you're covered in anything
1: that's a whole other show. We could go into a whole other show about like photography on Instagram. Okay, so we have a few minutes left and I wanted to ask this, jump ahead to the Instagram trends. So there was an Instagram trends report that was published out in December and, you know, TikTok, Inst- uh, Pinterest, uh, YouTube does this every year where they will come up with their trends and hop on them. And I want to know, like, you, And every platform has it's like trends, whether it's trending news, trending whatever. And I want to know how much you are thinking about this, integrating this, uh, integrating these kind of trends and hopping on them when you're thinking about creating your own content for your own social media sites, Instagram especially, but all of them, like how much are you integrating this like trend data or following the
2: trends or how important is that to be in on these things? So I'll start by saying that scrolling TikTok for two hours is not research. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. As much as we all tell ourselves, like, oh, I'm finding viral content. Um, no, it's not. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, consume them. I mean, that that truly is my, I mean, consume them, but with an eye toward what you're doing. So, like, yeah. if I am what I am on Instagram and then I'm consuming TikTok or Reels and I'm seeing, you know, viral lip syncing to Mm -hmm. this comedian sketch like that's probably not for me Mm -hmm. i can enjoy that but it's not a trend i should jump on because what's the ultimate goal like even if that post goes viral what kind of community am i getting out of that these aren't people that are following me that are going to stick around that have any interest in what i'm actually doing so like as tempting as it is to like jump on these viral tiktok and real trends that you're seeing like think about the audience that you're going to be drawing based on them and whether or not that's of actual value to you. Um, you know, that being said, I think you're, there can be fun ways to work things in. So if I'm, you know, spending a little bit of time on Reels or TikTok each day and I notice that there's like a particular audio that actually does mesh well with something that I'm doing, you know, there's the, can we skip to the good part, mm-hmm. um, real and TikTok, which is perfect for a race, like mm-hmm. show yourself training for a race and then skip to the good part of the finish line of dopey. Like that's awesome. So I think as you're consuming these like viral trends, maybe in the back of your mind, think about how they might be relevant to the content that you're creating and then maybe use that, appropriately when the time comes, but don't like drop everything that you're doing to recreate some reel that's gone viral. That's going to grow you a potential community that has nothing to do with what you're selling. Hmm.
0: That's That's great advice. So we have one last question I want to pull from our audience because I think it's a great one. And this is goes back to like engagement and community. Uh, Lori says, do you respond to each comment or do you just like it? And I know you have a really active Instagram feed. So I think this is a really great question.
2: I mean, I just try to be a human about it and think about how much time the other person put into what they wrote. So, you know, if somebody is, you know, just drops an emoji in my comments, I might just like it. If somebody writes three paragraphs about how what I wrote reminded them of when their daughter did the college program and their time together and whatever, like I am going to sit down and spend time on that because that person poured their heart out to me. So I, I think we're all just human. And if somebody is just dropping an emoji in your comment, then they're not doing that. They probably don't even remember an hour later that they did it. And so right. if they see your little like then they're like, oh, she liked my heart. That's great. But if somebody, <laughs> you know, writes you three paragraphs about something incredibly important in their lives and how you've touched them, then, no, it's not right to like it. I don't need to tell you that. Like, you don't need an Instagram expert <laughs> to tell you that when somebody right. pours their heart out to right. you, dropping a heart isn't the right thing. We're all just people. And if somebody gives you time, then you want to give them time back. And that's all.
0: See, that's why I like Lisa. She's just (laughs) full of practical advice. Uh, So I know you guys really enjoyed it. Lots of great questions. Thank you guys so much for asking them. But I want to give Lisa enough time to talk about her candles and her stuff she's doing and where to find her all that stuff uh because she is i'm telling you worth the follow and if you ever get a chance to get uh you know down to momentum uh where i will be this year and i think lisa will be there as well but uh you you need to check that out because her training live i mean this is great but live is even better so make sure you guys follow her everywhere so lisa the floor is yours
2: Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yeah, you can find me first and foremost over at my blog, thecastlerun.com. My candle shop is also there, but you can find it at corememorycandles.com as well. I'm on Instagram as thecastlerunner um, and across social channels um, on, on that um, uh, as, as that name. Um, on the blog, we sort of talk about what Jeff referred to, which is me rewriting my life from this, you know, miserable Harvard lawyer to living a mile from Disney World and sort of charting that path. Um, and the Candle Shop, I'm so, so proud of. It's it, with an eye toward bringing your vacation home in a, in a low-key, subtle way. So beautiful candles, and it can be your secret that your house smells like the contemporary.
0: Mm, that's very cool <laughs> so once again thank you guys so much for being thank here um, i do like lori uh, i mean tracy's comments she goes no one does being human the way lisa does so Aww. that is very very cool thank you tracy for that comment grace duffy thank you so much for doing this where can people find out more about you
1: you can find out find me here we have another show coming next <laughs> week right. february 24th at 11 a.m eastern 10 a.m central and you can find us on the facebook the linkedin the youtube
0: That's right. Everywhere. And and with that, we thank all of you. Thank you, Amber, Lori, Gary, Tracy, Pat, everybody who left comments, watched this show, um, and even watching in the future. We appreciate you. Appreciate our sponsors, Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.